2: Welcome into your weekend. It's time for the odds couple. Randy Merkin joined, filling in for Carmen DeFalco, joined by Mike North. We're all presented by Up. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, man. And uh, you know what? Randy, it's good to have you aboard. Uh, Carm taking a well deserved uh, day off today. He's been on fire, ladies and gentlemen. 15 and 4 uh last week he did get uh a win that I also had because uh, w g a uh agreed with my assessment. He was really strong on New orleans with me randy uh i'm sixteen fourteen and two I'm above five hundred he's fifteen and four thirty one and eighteen and two uh so we're doing great uh as far as the media. Pools concerned that I like to talk about. Uh, finished first uh, this past week. I had been telling people for the past two, three weeks I was getting a kick in the ass. Uh, I am. I was four and one, and I got a little song for everybody. You know me. Once I get going, <laughs> uh-huh. you know what I. I got a little song for Joey O. You know, and Sammy P. and Carm, and everybody. You hear it? You now I yeah. know. You got, you got I, a little,
2: you got a little song? You said I got a little okay. song for you. Right. Now
1: I know. Look, we don't know each other. We think we know each other. We know each other from working together, uh, interests and stuff like Uh this. But I can promise you this. If you search through the Merkin records or records or Uh albums, Uh I don't think there's a country western one above them. What do you think? Do you have some country western? Oh,
2: no, 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 no.
1: no. Uh, Carm, I would say, he doesn't put on Selena. You know what I mean? yes. And I don't really put on any rap. Okay. Okay. But I got a song for you, even though you don't have a country-western deal. And uh, everybody else in their pool. Uh I hear that train a-coming. It's coming down the bend. Here comes Johnny Cash. Here comes Pappy. Here we go. We got, what, nine weeks left in the NFL? We got a lot of money to make, my friend, and we're on a roll right now with the odds couple.
2: You know, and that's a good song, Carl. I mean, uh, Mike, well done, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ranch. Uh, uh, but I would say that you're, you're a second-half player, as well. I mean, last yeah. year you, you got hot in the second yep. half and kind of carried the show. You kind of put us on your back, right, and said, yep. hey, just let, let me take over here for a couple weeks. And you had some amazing weeks with yeah. your system. So, listen, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan... Right now, and you want to trust someone, trust Mike North in the second half. That's By I the tell way, you.
1: I tweeted something out earlier today. I, I uh, misconstrued something uh, that was said, and I got something else to give everybody, buddy, because I'm a guy that when I make a mistake, I admit it. I admit it. But uh, I heard wrong. We're going to be on Fridays at 7. I want my mother to listen to this because she asks me every week what time. Fridays at 7. Uh, Saturdays at 8, and we're not going to be on Sundays until right. after college football season's over. Folks.
2: Right, right, To the right. regular season is over. And then until of course- the regular
1: season's over, so we're on twice a week. Got no complaints. Believe me when I tell you this, we're going to give you all the winners that you need. Now, last week on the bonus play uh, with the great uh, uh, Carmen Yurko show, <laughs> come on now. If you don't listen to that, what are you what are you doing? If you're home or if you're in the car, you're not listening to that, what are you wasting your time with? All I'm going to tell everybody is I should have gone 2-0. I'm on fire, 7-2 on the bonus play the last five, six weeks. But I'm sorry. Jim Harbaugh, you cannot be considered any type of top college coach. When you have the material, you're winning 30-16. to I had just spoken glowingly of you the week before, said you were you had your mojo, I was absolutely stunned. I lost that game with the man that's supposed to be one of the top coaches in college football. Man,
2: okay, Mike, I, I, I agree with you. Again, they they blew it down the stretch when they yeah. had a chance. But uh, I thought they got kind of railroaded on that play when the quarterback from Michigan State fumbled and the Michigan reco- recovered it for a touchdown. Hutchinson recovered it. I agree. I, I, I thought. I mean, there was not enough there to overturn that call. I, I agree. It, and that that would have been a touchdown, and the game would have been over. It would have been right. over.
1: Great call. Uh, the referee, uh, since replay, is worse than ever. Replay doesn't seem—that was a call that was reversed with no evidence.
2: Right, yes. That's uh, never supposed not, to not happen. Enough. It was a touchdown on the field, yes. so there was not enough to no. overturn that call.
1: So I understand, but still when you're winning 30-16, to 16, and here's the thing. I don't know. I heard uh, the quarterback was dinged up, so they put the freshman in. It just looks bad. You got four year seniors. Maybe five year seniors. You got guys that never won big games. Or or you you made a lot of noise. You got close. Michigan State owned you. All of a sudden you're winning this game and 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 their four years is based on the freshman quarterback fumbling that football. Right. I thought right. that was a misjudgment yep. unless the other guy was dinged up. They're trying to say he might have been. I haven't gotten any full notification on that. I just think it looked bad that you got a bu- maybe a bunch of seniors out there and you got a freshman quarterback, and they did that earlier too when he fumbled. So you know what? That was a bad deal, and I think it was just a tragic game for Harbaugh as a, as a coaching type of guy.
2: All right, let's move on, Mike. Now to week nine in the NFL. It started started last night, and people were freaking out down the stretch because for a minute there, it looked like the Jets were going to come back and cover that game, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we've got some exciting games this week, Mike, and Mm -hmm. our Bears – We'll be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night, Monday Night Football. The Steelers, I believe, have won 19 straight home games on Monday Night Football. And Mike Tomlin, I know does is not a big fan of Mike Tomlin when he is a favorite. But the Steelers coming off a big win over the Browns. The Bears, a tough, ugly loss to the no. Niners. Uh, what's your early feel on our Bears this week, Mike?
1: Well, first of all, I mean, you know, the Justin Field uh, brigade uh, bragging about that game. I Look, I understand He had 100 yards rushing. Okay, welcome to Bear running backs, okay? Quarterbacking-wise, that touchdown was beautiful. But you can't be last in explosive plays in the NFL. And that means plays of plus 15 yards running or passing, folks. The Bears are dead last, okay? Number one. Number two, the defense is aged. Number three. I tried to tell everybody, including a very knowledgeable person, Mina Kimes, that Ben Roethlisberger's career wasn't over, that he's a winner, and that he'd be pertinent. This was three, four weeks ago, and he's winning, and I think they're going to beat the Bears, although this game came out even for me, uh, which would tend me to probably lean Pittsburgh, but this is a stay away for me right now. And you know what? Let's just hope. I don't know what's going to happen with Nagy. You know he was back on the podium yesterday, Rand. I, I I hear people predicting he won't be maybe fired in in midseason, like because the Bears have never done that. But let me ask you a question: Was George Halas in his forty years ever going to fire himself midseason, folks? Probably not. So, <laughs> not. Nah, it wasn't going to happen. Okay. So so. Uh, there's a first time for everything. There seems to be mixed signals over there. They seem to play better when the head coach isn't around or release himself of some responsibilities. I'm hoping Justin Fields doesn't consider or doesn't continue to maybe have his quarterback play hurt because he doesn't have a whole lot around him. There's dysfunction at the wide receiver position with them, Randy. So I mean, if the what the Bears need now is the unexpected and upset, that's what they need.
2: Yeah, no, I agree, and. Um, if you you said right now you'd stay away from the game. Yes. The Bears are plus two thirty in the money line. Mm. A crazy over under, Mike. When you think about how how crazy, look look at that game last night. Forty five to thirty oh. was the final. The Bears over under for this game is thirty nine points. Yeah. Uh, they're getting six and a half points. Welcome to nineteen eighty. Would Would you play a first half? Would you do anything, or you just you just don't have a feel right now for this game?
1: I don't have a feel, and you know what? I mean, Tomlin ever since the. Uh, rumors about him leaving which was nonsense he said and it is uh he got really agitated i think this team's on a mission and and you know what the schedule i mean look if pittsburgh sees the bears on their schedule a week ago they're thrilled they're thrilled and especially in the spotlight it, it, it they're tough tough uh to beat pittsburgh uh at home i think i think they won a ton of games in a row at home so we'll see uh what happens but i'd stay away
2: And, uh, Mike, what's your feeling, and this is, uh, I'm kind of, um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to feel about it, but, like, when I I gave that stat out that I think they've won 19 straight games on Monday Night Football, (laughs) clearly that's that's over a long stretch, okay, so, and Mike Tomlin probably, you know, was the coach for most of those, but, like, But what what is? But what is, before that, right? But like, what is your feeling about trends like that? That no, go, they mean that's, nothing. Okay, so you you don't you don't buy into those those kind of tr- well, those like, kind of. Well, like like
1: it's the trend in college, Randy, which I always get a kick out of. You know, like uh, maybe uh, the Badgers are playing a team, and they'll go, oh, over the last twenty years, the Badgers are ten and two against this team. Well, it means nothing to these guys, you know, to the new guys, even though it's a great trend. And especially if you have new coaching staffs and stuff like that. So yeah, I I think the Steelers winning 19 in a row. You got to consider they've had the same quarterback most of the time. He's been a two-time Super Bowl guy. You got Tomlin or Cowher consistency, and like they're playing a team now. uh, I don't know how many quarterbacks they've had since Ben started with them, but I would say it's close to what six, seven at least. Right. Right. So I think it's uh, it's a dysfunctional organization, the Chicago Bears. I hate to see a game uh, on prime time that's sort of like, a. Uh, will I do something? Maybe I might do something uh, that day with a prop bet, something like that. I'll give you a perfect example of what can happen. I had the Jets last night, plus 10. If White don't get hurt, he's throwing for 400 again. Yeah. He's throwing for 400 again. That's where bad breaks come in once in a while, folks. I've had a hot week. But if your quarterback goes down, I mean, look what the other quarterback did. He wasn't that bad either. Johnson was great. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I I think that if we have the other guy in, even though I can't condemn Johnson, uh, we should have maybe covered that game. It didn't work out. Uh, Indianapolis, to me, I can't consider them as a as a dangerous team. Uh Wentz always does something that's gonna blow up at the end of the day. But I mean it's a good win for them and uh, and Wentz is bouncing back better uh than people thought.
2: Yeah, he, he's having a good year. Obviously yeah. he had a he had a bad final five minutes against the Titans. Oh which horrible. Might define their season. But we'll see. There's still uh, they still have eight games left to play. So a long way to go for the Colts. And Mike, we got a long way to go still yes. on the odds couple. Up next, Our guy, the presenting sponsor of uh, Odds Couple, Luke Pergani from Fox Sports. Oh, my,
1: Luke, thank
2: you. for the that sponsor. (laughs) He will join us on the Odds Couple.
1: You're listening to the Odds Couple.
0: With Mike North and Carmen Carmen DeFalco. DeFalco.
1: On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000.
2: Welcome back to the odds couple, Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco, always with the great Mike North. And it's time now to bring in he's the presenting sponsor of the odds couple, Luke Brigandi from Props Up. Luke, how are you?
0: What's up, Randy? What's up, Mike? How are you guys?
2: Good, Luke. We are doing well, and uh, obviously, right now it's a crazy time in sports, we got so much going on. But I happened to look at your Facebook page and I saw you linked a story to. Mike White, who got hurt in the Thursday night game, in Jets uh, game against the Colts, Mike White went off. I think at one hundred twenty-five to one, if I am correct, for the last week in Week Eight to have the most passing yards. And what happened? He had it. So, take us through that story for us, Luke.
0: Yeah, this this is the bed of the year. Um, so, prop customer lives in New Jersey. Went to the sports book last Friday before the Week Eight games. That's a $1,000 that Mike White will be the week eight passing yards leader, wow. goes to the game at MetLife, sitting like second row, watching this unfold. Mike White goes out, throws for 405 yards in his debut, and he's going into the Monday night game. It's Mahomes. So, you know, he put it up on a $1,000 bet, put it up on Profsop for 100000 We got him a bid for 70000 He declined it. Let it ride, and we couldn't be happier for him. That thing cashed for a hundred and twenty-five grand, uh, and on a one-week bet. We see futures, you know, cash for more than that that are season-long, but to turn a thousand into one hundred twenty-five thousand in one week of football—I mean, just just an incredible bet.
1: Yeah, I mean, my wife asked me uh, the other night, "What do you think we're having for dinner?" I'm still trying to guess, and I had it. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to, to hit something like that is unbelievable. You know what? The thing that's great about prop swap folks is that if you have a futures bet that you think might be declining okay maybe it's too late to do something about it that's where i come in because i'm going to tell you a team that i think you should put your tickets up for now just me now luke's going to disagree maybe maybe randy will but maybe after this game in philadelphia Maybe it might be too late to put the chargers up there, because I think the Los Angeles Chargers, Luke, are going to have a tough game at Philadelphia. I know that they got Herbert that mVP status has subsided a little bit. but isn't selling teams on prop swap all about trying to predict yourself? when's the best time to sell
0: yeah. No, that, that is absolutely the name of the game. It's all about timing, just like the stock market or real estate market. Like, mm-hmm. everything is based on timing, and I hear you. Uh, Chargers, mm-hmm. you know, dropped the game to New England. They got yep. the doors blown off by Baltimore two weeks ago. Um, I, I hear you, and I I agree with you that this game going into Philadelphia is not going to be easy. I think they they finally figured out that they can run the ball, which is what Eagles fans have been calling for all season long, and mm-hmm. people are kind of like, "What are we doing?" And they finally just absolutely ran the Detroit Lions over last week, mm-hmm. scoring 40 points. I I hear you. If the Chargers drop this game in Philly, you get trouble.
2: Uh, Luke, I, I want to go back real quickly to the, uh, the the World Series ended this week, and I was shocked when I looked at uh, my MVP odds going into Game Six that the favorite was Jorge Soler at 5 to 1 which is crazy. Usually by the time you get to game 6, there's a clear-cut MVP favorite. Was there a lot of activity on prop swap going for uh, for the MVP in, in the World Series?
0: Yeah. No, we sold a ton of Jorge Soler, obviously former Cub. Uh he we sold tickets on him at 40 to 1 odds. Wow. Um so yeah, he um you know, obviously recent addition to the Braves. So um yeah, I mean we we sold a ton of 40 to one on him. We sold a bunch of Altuve. Obviously the Astros lost, so he had no chance of winning. Um, sold a bunch on Freddie Freeman, of course, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Brave. Um, and yeah, and then the Atlanta Braves themselves, they were, as we've discussed, were 60 to one on August 1st. Not, not even the All-Star break. This team was 60 to one on August 1st. Uh, come out of nowhere, win the World Series. It's just another reason to bet long shots. Like this literally happens every season, Every sport, some team makes a run, and you can make a lot of money by grabbing these long odds. It's not always chalk uh, that goes to the championship. All right,
1: I got one last deal here. I want to just tell everybody this because, you know what, we talked about Solaire. Here's what I want the Cubs to do. Maybe Luke will agree. Maybe Randy. Quit congratulating next Cubs on exploits. <laughs> Please, dear Lord, stop it. When did Soler sure. last play for the Cubs? I mean, enough is enough. What are we going to do? Are we, I mean, the whole ball of wax is that they, oh, oh congratulations to Jock. Congratulations to Soler. It's enough. You, you got rid yeah. of the guy and you're, too, you're trying to take some credit because he was an organization guy way back when.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, if we're going to do that, we're going to be <laughs> uh, congratulating a lot of players because hobbies yep. not going anywhere. Chris Bryan's going to have a good career. Rizzo's right. going to have a good career in New York. Um, yeah, I mean that that list becomes real long real quick. So I hear you. Uh, um, let's, let's focus on the guys on our roster.
2: So you you mentioned the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, and I, I believe we we were talking before that there's a ticket you have. when well, I love these tickets, and I've I've tried them, Luke, and I always I I always screw up. Matter of fact, I had I had one Braves winning the uh the nl but i had the phoenix mercury winning the wa championships i'm already out with that one but uh what what tell us to take it with the atlanta braves winning the world series and what the what the guy could possibly win
0: yeah so initially a ten dollar bet he bet on baylor to win the college basketball championship that of course cash he bet on the tampa bay lightning to win the Stanley cup that cash. On the Braves, cash, and now all he needs is the Chiefs. Yeah, ten dollar bet would pay twenty thousand dollars if the Chiefs win. They put, put it up for shot, sale. You know, yeah, so, put up for sale. I put it I up agree. for sale.
2: So Luke, right, right now, right now, if he put that, uh, is is it on PropSwap right now?
0: Yeah. So he's been taking it an on and off the market. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you see a, so as of this point, people get confused. Very simple. Like as of this point, this is just the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl bet. Right. Right. Yeah. Everything else is cashed. So now all that's left is the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So if you see a Chiefs to win the Super Bowl bet up for $20,000, that's this ticket. Uh, and he's been pricing it fairly. So they're about 15 to 1, maybe 12 to 1 after their win on Monday night against the lowly New York Giants. Um, so, you know, if it, if he prices it at 10 to 1, then this is a $2,000 ticket. If he prices it 8 to 1, it's a $4,000 ticket. So. Uh, off an initial ten dollar wager, I mean, my God, the ROI on that's incredible.
2: That that's why prop swap is so amazing. Just because, as you said, you stated before, Luke, like, you don't have to have the winner. Like you can, you can get out early and then and reinvest, and you're still making money off it.
0: Yeah, it just it just gives you more options than you had before. It's not zero or collect amount. There's a bunch of different values in between that allow you to change your mind. You know, this guy made this bet. My goodness, like last January. Like think 11 months ago, he made this bet. Like, You think your opinions changed from 11 months ago on a couple football teams, especially the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, yeah like just think, a little things bit. Things change yep. in sports betting, and um, it just gives you an out.
2: He's one of the founders, one of the owners of Props Up. He joins us every week on the Odds Couple. Luke, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you, Merkin. Thank you, Mike.
1: Uh, hello, for God's sake. The Chargers.
2: <laughs> uh, Mike, I, the Chargers, get rid of them. Get you know, rid of them. Okay, uh, I, I, Mike, I want to follow up on the, um, the, the thing about MVPs and and defensive Rookie player of the, of the year, year, all that stuff with the with the NFL, uh, because uh, it, right now, as I was talking, about, you know, Jorge Soler was five to one going into Game Six. There are some crazy good odds you can get on some really good players still to win the he MVP. He was thirty-five to five at
1: the beginning. Yes,
2: he was. He was. 30. How about
1: that? If you take him at the beginning.
2: Yep. That's that's pretty amazing. Thirty five right? to one. Yeah, I'm a guy who was having a had a, a pretty good postseason too. It's so. all
1: about projecting, and and the thing that when I was listening, I used to go to Vegas in the seventies. Okay, when the, when they didn't even have sports books in the in the hotels in the casinos, what you had to do, they had freestanding buildings. Okay, and you could see that in casino when uh, Nicky Santoro says, "Why don't I put your head through that hole there?" You know, I thought you were laying, the guy tells him. Well, that was one of those buildings. They used to have stools. It was like sort of like a, a snack shop sort of situation. And, and then you have desks like you have in high school, and you'd sit there and you'd watch little TVs. That's how archaic this thing was. And you had no, if you bought futures, you had no out. Now you got an out. You could put up San Diego, uh, I mean, not San Diego, Los the Angeles. charges yep. right now yep. and make some money. That's what I'm saying.
2: Right. I uh, absolutely agree with that. And uh, I was bringing up about the MVP odds for the National yep. Football League right now, Mike. And uh, your favorite is Josh Allen at just uh, over two and a half to one. No, uh, Matthew Stafford's five to one. Yeah. Kyler Murray five and a half to one. Here's one I love, just because I think he's going to break all the records this year. Tom Brady is six gotta, to one.
1: Forget about all these other guys. Hey, okay, he had a bad game. All right, everybody's going to have a bad game, even Stafford. You know, all I'm saying is look back to Herbert. Three weeks ago he was the MVP. Okay. Josh Allen. He he had a little slip up game. Okay? Everybody has a slip up game. I'm I'm anxious to see what Brady does for a follow up. That's what I'm anxious to see. Uh and, and and I I just think Brady is the overall favorite. I really do. And I think uh, you know, for rookie of the year, it there may be position players like Pitts and these other guys, that might be good. But if Jones keeps playing and they keep winning in New England, I think he's got a lock. I really do, as a quarterback of a team that once had Tom Brady.
2: It's it's funny you you, you say that because right now he's not the favorite. It's Jamar no. Chase.
1: LeBow, well, he is really good, Jamar yes. Chase. Yeah. And you know what? I show no disrespect, okay, to him. Uh, I agree with you. But what happens if New England rattles off three, four wins in a row? You know, what happens right. if they make the playoffs? Right. Who's your quarterback? Last year, they were in disarray. And in one year, when teams like our team has been looking for a quarterback, according to all other people, for years, they they replace them. And then how about what's going on in New York? Zach Wilson, I don't care if you're ready to come back or not. Uh, you threw a lot of interceptions. You had some bad turnovers. And you got two quarterbacks playing better than you. So, uh, man, sometimes it's staring you right in the eye and you don't even know it. And that's what's happened to the Jets.
2: It has for sure. And uh, Mike, one more uh, thing I want to talk about is the defense player of the year right now. Mm. Miles Garrett is your favorite at just like three to one, and uh, TJ Watt, JJ's brother who's having just another phenomenal year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. That's a guy I think you would love, Mike, just because he's a... Oh, so I love T.J. Watt. He, he just gets there and plays hard as he can every single play. I love Wisconsin guy, of course.
1: Well, I think uh, Cleveland's got to keep winning, and Pittsburgh's right. got to keep winning, don't right. you? I think if Cleveland, let's say Cleveland this week, okay, uh, against Cincinnati, if they lose and Burroughs puts up 28 points, I, I that reflects on Garrett. Right. Uh, and, and so I... I I think that's there's two it's a two horse race maybe you know I mean the Bears have no shot. Uh, Rokon Smith I think is one of the best. He wasn't because of their record he's not even considered highly in the National Football League. If he was on a better team maybe he would be. But uh, those are your two guys. All and right. J J Watt getting hurt that's that, that's nothing new for God's sake.
2: Yeah, it seems like he, you're right. He seems like he has had a lot of uh, yep. a lot of injuries. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a shame because you're right because I think
1: he overworks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what,
1: Randy? I got this philosophy. Uh-huh. You got to have a little bit of, you got to have a little bit of flesh on you, a little flexibility. You got to give your muscles some protection, you know. And they don't. I mean, these guys are so wound so tight that one move can rip a muscle. It's, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. And I mean, you look, Mike. You look at the careers of like J.J. J. Watt, Aaron Donald. Well, I mean, those guys are going to Aaron Donald's third favorite right now for Defensive Player of the Year. But those yeah. guys are going to go down as maybe the two best defensive players. Um, in, our, in our time, and just one, one more little note. In our time? No, not in my not, time. Not, I mean, in the last 15 years. I went okay. to the
1: prominent covered wagon, so right. ex- okay. excuse me. No, no, that, that was my, my mistake there. My yeah, yeah, no, no, but guess, Lawrence years. Taylor, yeah. a yeah, lot yeah. of guys. Reggie White, but these sure. guys are right up there, Andy.
2: Uh I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, yeah. the, the Rams all of a sudden become a uh, betting favorite for the Super Bowl since uh, they picked up another great defensive lineman, defensive end, linebacker, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Joins, the, joins the yeah and the let team. me
1: just say this to Bear fans out there last week I put out on Twitter you wouldn't get anything good in a draft pick for Justin Fields and they all went nuts wait a minute Von Miller is a bona fide monster all pro and you got draft picks for him yep you're not going to get anything for any of these rookie quarterbacks maybe Mac Jones you'd get a six rounder right now it's about proving yourself now before you could do something like that even if you wanted to
2: All right, up next, Mike, we have an exciting week of college football and NFL, and I want to pick the brain of one Mike North and find out what he's thinking (laughs) on some of these games. We'll get to all that next on The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN
1: 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
2: Welcome back to The Odds Couple, presented by Prop swap Randy Merkin, filling in for Carmen DeFalco, and as always, Mike North joins me in the sidecar position. Well, not really the sidecar position. He is in the main car position. No, I like
1: the sidecar. Okay,
2: the sidecar, fine. You're the
1: main man. You got, you and Carmen. I mean, Carmen's a cover boy. He was on some magazine. Yeah, he
2: was. How about that, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I, standing in front of his home, it looked like to me, uh... What, it monster? was not. He said it was not. 38
2: steps. He said it was not. in oh, front Oh, was of it? Front. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just kidding. Yeah. It was great. He looks great. I've always said, Carmen, uh, yeah, he's got that look that maybe he was in a boy band once. You know what I mean? You know what uh, I'm saying? I do. I, yeah, No.
2: I, I totally know what you're saying. I, absolutely. Good yeah. for him.
1: What's the name of the magazine he was on? It was good.
2: I forgot. You know, I don't know, Mike, actually. Uh, it's, it's in Western... Sp- Naperville it's Western, Weekly, Western I think it's a Western Springs... Springs uh, oh, there you yeah. go. God bless. Uh, Mike, you know, uh, right now the Big Ten is kind of up for grabs because um, with the loss last week of Michigan, Michigan State is right there, Ohio State's right there, and uh, uh, Michigan State's three right now if if the season ended, which it wouldn't, to, to play in the playoff, but... A lot of things can happen, and there's some crazy oh, yeah, games coming up do. this weekend. And I want to start off, Mike, with Ohio State-Nebraska. Nebraska, to me, is one of the most can- the tough team to figure out because they do have talent. Adrian Martinez is a very talented quarterback, but it seems every week, Mike, yep. he makes one or two mistakes that cost his teams. This week they're at home, and they're huge underdogs to Ohio State, who's playing really well right now. Uh, Stroud has been great for them, and their defense is getting better. Uh, if you were to take a side on this, I think it's minus fifteen right now for Nebraska at home, which is mm-hmm. crazy for Scott Frost. Which which side are you on?
1: I got to be honest with you, this was a no play for me, but I'll tell you about Martinez. I thought two years ago this guy was going to be the real deal. I thought this kid was going to be a Heisman type of kid, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Maybe loss of personnel, Scott Frost. Who knows what's going on there? I, I just think that Ohio State. I don't even know, Randy. I see this playoff scenario. Do they have a signature win? I mean, seriously. When are they? it's Hopefully Michigan won't lose, but do they have a signature win
2: yet? I mean, no, seriously. No, not really. And you know what? And um, how the
1: hell are they? I know it's Ohio State, but they're talking about you need this, you need that, you need the signature win. I'm going, who, who has Ohio State played?
2: Right. I don't I mean, know. You're right. And their their biggest game of the year was at home against Oregon, and they lost that and game. And they lost. Right.
1: And Oregon is behind them. How does that happen in this world? How does Oregon go head to head with Ohio State? I don't care if Oregon's got a loss; wouldn't even matter. Right. They beat them, and then Ohio State lost to Oregon in what was the upset of the year? Yes. Upset of the year.
2: Well, I mean, it, you know, you could say upset of the year, but it's it's definitely the best win of the year for any team right now. Any you, team. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's an impressive win. I,
1: I cannot believe the, the nonsense I see in these polls. I mean, Alabama, you cannot be going by reputation. I'm sorry, they lost to a 19-point underdog, Texas A&M. I don't care if it's at Texas A&M. You Saban, should they have lost that game? And, and they're allowed, like I told Carmen last week, they're allowed to have one loss. And since when? randy has beating notre dame meant nothing i don't care how far you go back you go to notre dame or you beat notre dame you don't have to prove anything else to anybody else i know their schedule's not the strongest but cincinnati looks like they have no shot yet they're poo-pooing winning at notre dame and if notre dame runs the table you know even if cincinnati's undefeated that notre dame will go ahead of them don't you
2: uh, yeah, I think Cincinnati, uh, especially with they really don't have a, a quality opponent coming up down the stretch, their biggest win is Notre Dame. But uh, it's. What
1: happens? Here's what hurts Cincinnati tomorrow Notre Dame's playing Navy, right? Cincinnati barely got by Navy. If Notre Dame wins 15 to nothing, Cincinnati's screwed even if they run the table.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati's in a tough spot. I, I will agree with yeah. you there.
1: Uh, other- if Wisconsin had this record, you know this being a badger. I mean, you know. This is like the top four. And the Michigan State, the Big Ten, to have Minnesota and Wisconsin. Randy has been dogging Wisconsin, and he went there. And he went there. They shouldn't be a top 25 team, and I bet Wisconsin and win. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
2: It's crazy, Mike, that they, they went out. They're going to the Big Ten title game.
1: Did you ever listen? i know known you. You and me are buddies. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever hear from you this year that Wisconsin was a top twenty-five team by now.
2: No, and that's and even after they won that last game, right. I was, against Iowa because Iowa's not very good. Iowa not,
1: always fades. I'm yep. sick and tired of them. I'm sick and tired. Look, beat Ohio State, but Ohio State better get a signature win. And how fair is it to Cincinnati? Unfair. They played Indiana. Is it their fault Indiana sucked this year? They were supposed to be good.
2: Right, right.
1: Well, maybe they helped make Indiana bad. Yep. So, uh, God, I, am I on my game today? Whew.
2: Yeah, you are. You are. You're fired <laughs> off. I love it.
1: All right, back to the games. Right, I'm sorry. Games, I
2: just went off. And here's a game. Uh, Michigan State, who was on the winning end last, uh, last week against Michigan, but now they go to Purdue. And Purdue is one of those teams, Mike, you know, you're like when you expect them to – Do well, they don't. But they're the underdog at home. They're getting three points Mm -hmm. against Michigan State. Everyone's saying this is a trap game for Michigan State coming Mm -hmm. off the emotional high of beating Michigan before they have big games against Penn State and Ohio State. What say you about Mm -hmm. this game? Would you uh, go on either side?
1: Right now, I have strong evidence to say. And then Randy, he has talked... Purdue this year, you know. Randy says to me. Sometimes, By the way, I gave
2: I gave Purdue out last week. Just you know. Yeah. I, I, you know.
1: Randy thinks I. You know. He'll stop me in the kitchen sometimes, and once in a while, he goes. You know, it'd be nice if you listen to me once in a while. <laughs> and I go, I understand. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody. I'm I'm with Purdue leaning right now. That's all the information I got. But it's strong Michigan State, and Michigan State should have lost last week. That's my opinion. Uh, they were let off the hook. I give them credit for coming back. I love their team. I love Walker, but. Coming to Purdue, I think it's going to be a tough ball game for them, for Michigan State, and there's going to be upsets, folks. You know, people that think oh, Cincinnati wouldn't beat this this team or that team. There's upsets every week, so Purdue could upset Michigan State this week, when it would surprise me. Look at the line.
2: Yeah, it's, it's only it's only three points, so the oddsmakers clearly don't well, think. Well, you know it- what?
1: Trap games sometimes are exactly that trap games, and you get trapped, and you knew it was coming, and you go against it anyway.
2: That's true. Uh, Mike, LSU travels to Bama. This is Ed Orgeron's final you know, game. You
1: haven't talked about me all year,
3: you guys.
1: <laughs> I won two years ago, Carbon, and you have me on. God, oh, what's his name, Randy? Yeah, uh, I wear purple gold here. Yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, that being said, coach, uh, uh, you're getting 28 and a half points this week. No, I'm getting against...
1: 17 million.
2: Okay, there you go. Uh, I got
1: 17 million. I believe <laughs> it.
2: Come on. Do, do you think. Do you think LSU? Is this is crazy that a couple years ago what this a was joke. We were calling this team the best team ever in college yeah. football. Do you think is this
1: is another tough team that Alabama's playing?
2: Do you think LSU has a chance to cover this spread? No, Mike?
1: I mean I didn't. I didn't even bother. I think there's people that will take the 28, and I would not even go near this game because you know what? I think Saban remembers things. I think he remembers things, and I think he remembers the the uh, boasting. Ed durant from two, three years ago. I think he remembers uh, the man that uh, 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 walk jogs through the streets of Louisiana. Uh, go Tigers, you know, stuff like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama just beats the living crap out of him. but it's a no play for me.
2: Mike, uh, just in general, um, this late in the season, how are you on giving that many points, 28 and a half points? Is, is that no, something? No,
1: I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I hate that. I hate because college – Football, when you see points like that, a lot of times it falls to the favorites. Now, I'll give you an example of a game that may go the other way. Randy goes, this is what I want him to do to get better. And I go, yeah, I'll do the best I can. Tulsa plus 22 and a half against Cincinnati. I think it's easy to take Cincinnati tomorrow. But I think that's one of those high spreads that I'd feel comfortable taking, Randy, as far as is concerned. They cover a lot of spreads, uh, even though their record isn't conducive sometimes.
2: Right, and it's crazy, you know. Like you think a team like Cincinnati right now would just mm-hmm. knows they have to they have to blow every team. Well, that's out, the right? problem. If you yeah. know
1: you have to run it up, it's harder.
2: Right. Exactly. You know. I mean, you're, you're right, Mike. Last was it Navy last week, or well, I don't know who they played last week, but they they were in a ball game for most yeah. of that game, and I I was kind of shocked. Uh, they
1: but, have to win on style points yep. because uh, they could go undefeated. Uh, I think a power five or one of the, they call the five conference thing, that's all a bunch of BS. I mean, like I said, if Notre Dame kills Navy tomorrow and Cincinnati barely got by them, uh, it, it, it's just going to look bad for Cincinnati uh, because Notre Dame, I believe, and I've always said this, they're the New York Yankees of college football. It, they they give a reason to get in. Brian Kelly's done just a. Trem- How about him as maybe being coach of the year, folks? I mean, seriously, Notre Dame. I mean, I didn't have them with only one loss so far. I didn't. I thought they'd lose more by now with the quarterback situation they have. He just seems to get it done. He just can't win in the playoffs because there's better teams.
2: Yeah, there's better teams who always seem to have better yep. talent. But you're How right. How
1: about he- Oklahoma? Does anybody believe in them?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, no, you know, I don't. yeah. But every every year they're right there, right? I mean, yeah. But Lincoln, even, the, Lincoln, Con- even, even the
1: committee, how about the committee?
2: How crooked are they? The committee has
1: Alabama, too. You know how many? You got all sorts of the undefeated teams behind it because I think the committee feels. This week and next week, it always happens, folks. There'll be a, 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 two, maybe three upsets between the, the next two or three weeks.
2: Right. You know, and Mike, Bama and Georgia, like well, if, if Bama loses to Georgia, they're out, right? They, two-loss team is not going. What happens
1: if Bama loses 2019 to Georgia?
2: Yeah, I still think you got to, you, you, can't, you can't put them in.
1: Well, Just if they to... put them in, that's going to be seen as so unfair to anybody. And if Cincinnati runs the table, hey, what's wrong? Don King once told me, I go, Don, yeah, Mike. I go, what's the best type of match? Oh, Marky, Marky. Black versus white equals green. David versus Goliath. That's my point. Why is the NCAA, which built their whole brand on March Madness with upsets, like Villanova and others, which gives everybody hope, why are they against an undefeated team, that played in the lesser conference, getting in against the big boys and having a David versus Goliath. Why are people always looking for the chalk that people are bored with?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, now I, I will say some of those uh, some of those teams, the Davids, have not done so well. Well,
1: how right? about if SMU and Houston were ranked? Right, they're good. Right, how come they're out?
2: Yep.
1: Think. Yep. C- Wait, you put Minnesota in, but SMU's not in. Yeah. Come on, Rand. Yeah, you know, I hear you. well, you're one of those elite guys. You're yeah, big, I am big. one
2: of those elite guys. Well,
1: you were State Street, Randy. That's right. It was gotcha. That's right.
2: Speaking Come of on. an elite guy, Mike, Yeah. our guy, Jim Miller, has got the famous. Hey, hey, hey! He's coming up next. It's The Odds Couple with Mike North, Randy Merkin, filling in for Carmen DeFalco. You're listening to The Odds Couple. ESPN 1000,
1: and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2.
2: Heading down the home struts of the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap, Randy Merkin and Mike North, and always at this time in the show, it's our pleasure to welcome in from Hawthorne the great Jim Miller. hi, <laughs>
1: Jim. How are you?
3: It has been a good couple of weeks. Oh. Last week we had two winners and a second. The week before we had one scratch and two Ch- winners. Ch- so we're we're rolling right now, boys. We're rolling. Uh, Jimmy, I have to ask you a question
2: before we get to your Breeders' Cup pick and just about the Breeders' Cup in general. Like, how much studying do you do? Like Mike does a ton of studying. Like I tell Mike sometimes, just take a t- take a couple <laughs> hours off. All right, enough. But like you're, you're I mean, you are do, you do a great job picking winners. Yes. How much studying do you do when you're deciding which races you're going to pick?
3: You know what? I, I do my fair amount. I mean, the good thing is working 25 years at Hawthorne, I know how the track's going to play at different times of year. And We talked about the long stretch. We talked about the headwind and the stretch and that kind of stuff. So that always helps. But when I'm watching races, I will always go back, watch, rewatch, and then rewatch again for the replays to see if there's any horses that had any trouble, anything you can pick up moving forward, anything along those lines. So I do do my fair share of research because this is my main job. I'm trying to guide the public two winners, because the track gets their take off the top. So we want everybody to win. We want them to have winning days, and with paramutual wagering, the more winners we can give them, the more money they're going to be able to put right back through the window. So, yeah, I'm going to do my fair share of uh, work, and the more winners we can give, the better.
1: Yeah, nothing's become more important than handicapping and having a good guy like Jim Miller, folks. I go back to the days when you you went to Arlington or you went to these other racetracks, Maywood, Hawthorne, and you had nine, ten races. That's it. You didn't have the simulcast. And now people uh, will go for a full day of racing. Some guys get tapped out by the fifth race because they're betting more than that one race, which leads me to this question, Jim. I was curious about this. The best month, if if, if somebody said to you, you could have... One month out of the out of the year for the full full year, twelve months of your best month at Hawthorne. What month would you pick? Because now you got a casino, now you got the I mean the sport book and stuff
3: like yep. that. What would it be? The best month here at Hawthorne is always October. So it's the month mm-hmm. we just completed, and here's the reason why. In the Midwest, so many tracks have those summer meets because of the nice weather. Sure. Well, they all close, and before these horses head down south, to say New Orleans, to Florida, that kind of stuff, Hawthorne is their stopping ground. So we're the only track right now within, say, four five hundred miles that even has turf racing taking place. Because Churchill's turf course is under renovation, all the other tracks in the Midwest have closed. So what it is is you get fuller fields, you get more value for your dollar when when you're picking a winner in a twelve horse field compared to a 6 horse field odds are you're going to get a little bit better value for your money. So the month of October definitely the best month. November's always strong and then it tails off a little bit in December, but uh October's definitely the time. Uh Jimmy the
2: Breeders Cup is this weekend. There's races on Friday, there's races on Saturday. Is it's I mean the Kentucky Derby is your Super Bowl, right? So but what yep. how would you what would you equate the Breeders Cup to?
3: The Breeders Cup is kind of say say your your championship type day. It's almost like your Heisman awards cuz this is your last chance to crown all those award winners. So this is like your college bowl schedule, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's 14 stakes races over the course of two days, five of them for the younger horses for the two-year-olds on Friday, nine of them on Saturday, but that's probably the best way to look at it. It's kind of like your equivalent of your college bowl schedule. All
2: right, Jimmy, so let's make some people some money. You've been on a roll. Let's keep it going this weekend.
3: All right, well, we're going to focus on the Breeders' Cup races. All these races at Del Mar on Saturday start in race 7, the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mary Turf. Bet the 6th, Love, across the board. This is the only speed in the race, and the race has no pace at all. Then go to race 10. This is the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Bet the 2, Royal Flag, across the board. 8 to 1 in the morning line. This is a closer in a race that has a ton of pace. And then in race 12, the Breeders' Cup Classic, at the four essential quality across the board. This was your Kentucky Derby favorite. That's the only loss essential quality has had on his career. He's peaking right now, and I think he's going to be very tough. Jimmy, let's hope we make a lot of
2: money this weekend. Tremendous job, and we will talk to you next weekend. Happy wagering. You got it, boys. Good luck.
3: <laughs> thanks
1: Jimmy. <laughs> Hell no, Jimmy. <laughs> Or, you know what? I'm, I've changed up a little bit because of last week, folks, because we had a little scratchiness. It was, uh, uh, you know, it's technical, but, you know, sometimes I get a little exuberant. I'll, I remember a program director saying, can you have a little less energy? I looked at him. I go, no. Anyway. Yeah, that's, uh, that's
2: impossible for you.
1: Yeah, it was scratchy. Yeah. And, and I appreciate everybody. But really, I, when... when uh, I got three, four DMs from people. It's very nice. That means everybody's listening because we're becoming more popular as the days go on. But sometimes that happens. But it was like radio in 1995, basically, when you'd be in your car and stuff like that. Also, I want to correct the mistake I made last week. and I know that Carm and Randy uh, rolled I, their eyes.
2: I'm just shocked you made a mistake, but go ahead.
1: Uh, no, they rolled your eyes. I did say, and I was I misheard this. And I checked it, and I thought I checked out. I said last week that teams plus seven and a half or more hadn't covered this year. I was wrong. They had covered. What they hadn't done until New York last week, the Jets, was win teams plus seven and a half, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. None of them had won this year yet. Until the Jets last week uh, who were getting 11 points. So I'm glad. I, I i mean, I was up with one eye open all, all week because of that mistake.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I know but you're, you are a perfectionist. so <laughs> I, I hate I, yeah, it, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I hate it. Mike, we're running out of time here. So I want to get your best plays. How many best plays do you have? Do you,
1: I got four. You ready for me to let, just
2: rattle them off? Well, let's do. I'll give a couple. So why don't you do one and then I'll do one and then you can just. Uh, we'll, I like how you organize. All right, let's go. You started, Mike. All
1: right. I'm going to start it off right now. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever. Don't ever doubt TCU. I don't know who's on their team. Gary Patterson's leaving after this year. Yeah, plus six and a half against Baylor. I don't have an idea about this game. It came out overwhelmingly. TCU, I've been doing well on college. Uh, I'm also going to give that out uh, later on today, along with another college game I'm ready to give out uh, because uh, on, on, of course, uh, 11-48 on uh, Yurko
2: and Carmen. All right, so, Mike, I'm going to stay. We we talked about Michigan State-Purdue. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is a local kid. He played at Stevenson high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, Purdue's going to win this game outright. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Purdue money line, uh, against Michigan. Woo-hoo-hoo. State. Mm. I've got one more. So you keep going, Mike.
1: All right, here we go. I'm taking Texas A&M over Auburn, uh, Auburn getting four and a half. I think people think that that will stay within the num- number. Uh, A&M is like six and two right now. They folks, they beat Alabama. They're going to beat Auburn. Take Texas A&M, uh, if you want to play the money line, yes, but minus the four and a half. It might go down to four by the time
2: you're ready to go. Texas A M is a red hot team right now after yes, they are. after beating Bama. Uh my other play is an uh is an NFL game, Mike. I like the Denver Broncos. Uh, now you might say you're you're Randy you're crazy. Randy you're crazy. Yeah, because the Cowboys no, are on, on fire right now, and the Broncos just trade away Von Miller. But I got a feeling this week the Broncos are going to c- cover that ten points. I would not take them on the money line, which is plus three fifty. Mm-hmm. But I like the Denver Broncos plus ten this week against the Cowboys, and I am out. It's all yours, Mike. All right, I got two more real quick here. I got
1: the Cleveland Browns. They'll so probably be three. Everybody's poo-pooing them. By the way, Odell Beckham's overrated for any organization, any media people, any TV show to spend. Spend more than 10 minutes on this guy is ridiculous. I think he's got uh, total yards 300 for the whole year, uh, but Cleveland is going to win this game. They play better when he's not around, to be honest with you. I like him plus the three. And Philadelphia, I just talked to Luke Brigande, our guy from Prop PropSwap. Uh, I, I said, put your charger tickets up for sale. Uh, Philadelphia getting uh, one and a half. They'll probably end up two. Check it out. I didn't say tell sell your charger tickets because I think they're going to win, folks. So here's who I have. I have A I have TCU, I have Cleveland, and I have Philadelphia Ranch. And yours? Uh
2: boy, I can't remember. No, I've got the Broncos plus 10, <laughs> and I have the Purdue Boilermakers Boilerm- yes on the money line against the Michigan State Spartans. So that's going to do it for another edition of the Odds Couple. What fun we had. I yep. hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, happy wagering. Let's uh, see the Bears get a win, and we will talk to you next week on The Odds Couple.
1: So long, everybody.
2: This is The Odds Couple
0: with Carmen DeValco
1: and Mike North on ESPN 1000.